Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has announced new steps to investigate alleged interference by China into Canada's elections, but he stopped short of committing to a public inquiry. The RCMP has launched an investigation into violations of national security information law in connection to media leaks of Chinese foreign interference allegations. And public health officials are no longer advising most adults get COVID booster doses in Canada. Hello Canada, it's Tuesday, March 7th, and this is the True North Daily Brief. I'm Anthony Fury. And I'm Lindsay Shepard. We've got you covered with all the news you need to know. Let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. While Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has faced calls to launch a public inquiry into Chinese interference in Canadian elections by a whole slew of people, including opposition politicians, security experts, academics, former diplomats, voices in the media, and more, the Prime Minister is not so far going ahead with those plans. On Monday evening, Trudeau instead announced that he would be asking a parliamentary committee an independent review agency, and a special rapporteur to investigate claims of Chinese interference. Here's what that sounded like. In the last couple of weeks, Canadians have been hearing and reading a lot about the issue of attempted foreign interference, particularly from China, in our elections. There have been questions raised about our democracy, our national security agencies, our parliament, and even our sovereignty. These questions strike us to the very core as Canadians. But today, I'm announcing that I will be appointing an independent special rapporteur who will have a wide mandate and make expert recommendations on combating interference and strengthening our democracy. Trudeau said he would ask the National Security and Intelligence Committee of Parliamentarians, along with the National Security and Intelligence Review Agency, to look into the matter. Now, the special rapporteur, who is yet to be named, will look into the concerns and give recommendations on how to better address the problem, according to Trudeau. Now, the prime minister said the rapporteur will be able to recommend a public inquiry and that the government will abide by that recommendation. Responding to the announcement on Monday, conservative leader Pierre Polyev said, quote, Parliament is supreme. A majority of the parties in the House of Commons have demanded a full public independent inquiry and the continuation of the investigation by the parliamentary committee. Anything less is wholly insufficient to respond to the gravity of the situation. And Lindsay, I think that's the question we find ourselves facing now. The Prime Minister has announced a couple different things that kind of sound fancy. They've got national security and their titles. But then the question becomes, does this rise to the gravity of the situation? Because all of these things he's, he's announced, there are doubts that they're going to be fully independent compared to what you'd get from a public inquiry. Right. I mean... It seems like Trudeau himself will be appointing the special rapporteur. Um, And, you know, the House of Commons committee voted to do a public inquiry. He's not going to follow that, yet this special rapporteur can recommend the same thing, and then he will accept that advice. So he's definitely adding some extra layers here. But one perspective could be, well, the more we study this issue, the better, if we want to take the um, optimist point of view. 
No, for sure. I mean, he's not closing the door on on anything, really. He's saying, sure, let's talk about this more. The question is, how independent will it be? We just came off of a period dealing with the inquiry into the use of the Emergencies Act, and that was something mandated, of course, by using the Emergencies Act itself. It's in the legislation, but a lot of cynicism about whether or not it was just an exercise. I mean, what would have come of it anyway if Commissioner Paul Rouleau had said, well, we determined the use of the act was not proper, it was unlawful, or what have you, very little would have come of it. What's going to come of these exercises? How long are they going to take? We're really talking about things in the here and now. And I think if people feel like there are parliamentarians who have been compromised by a foreign power that we have very frosty relations with right now, and a lot of people, very eminent people, say there's basically a new Cold War brewing, that is not a good situation to be in. Uh, to just do an exercise, a political process, which this seems to be what's happening here. Right. And this National Security and Intelligence Committee of Parliamentarians, um, they said that they've been ignored by Trudeau in the past. And they, they have said in the past that not only our elections, but civil society is being compromised by interference. Let's not forget the case of Yusheng Wang, who is an alleged Chinese spy who was working at Hydro-Quebec. And he was selling, inform- or not maybe not selling, but providing information from Hydro-Quebec to Chinese state universities. The RCMP has launched an investigation into the media leaks of Chinese foreign interference allegations. A spokesperson for the police force said, quote, the RCMP has initiated an investigation into violations of the Security of Information Act associated with recent media reports. This investigation is not focused on any one security agency. As the RCMP is investigating these incidents, there will be no further comment on this matter at this time. The investigation comes as multiple media reports, including those citing unnamed CSIS sources, allege attempts by the Chinese regime to meddle in the 2019 and 2021 Canadian elections. The RCMP said it is not investigating the allegations raised through the media reports, citing a lack of, quote, actionable intelligence that would prompt a criminal investigation. Anthony, what will it take for the RCMP to launch an investigation into the allegations of Chinese interference? Well, I guess one of the questions becomes what sort of federal laws would they believe are broken that are particular to them dealing with? And and that's a, a different conversation. But I think the current conversation around, all right, the RCMP is investigating the leaks as a criminal matter. But when it comes to the actual alleged wrongdoing here in terms of the potential tax on our democracy, that is not being investigated with the same gusto, because of course, we just talked about Trudeau announcing these sort of half measures, and yet the RCMP is doing a full measure to basically go after CSIS employees who felt like the gravity of the situation was so high, and to feel like they really need to get this information out that they were willing to risk prosecution. I I will say they knew what they were getting into. And this is why the Globe and Mail uh, gave them anonymity when these uh, CSIS documents were leaked. And we have actually seen court cases in the past in Canada, in the United States, where there is pressure for media to divulge their sources and stuff goes to the courts at a very high level. And we may see this conversation unfolding here in this country uh, over an attempt to get to the leakers. In light of this RCMP investigation, do you think Canadians will still see additional leaks? I think that's very possible. One of the controversies around 
the Edward Snowden and Julian Assange leaks was that the government in the US made the argument that you have put the lives of Americans at risk. I'm just describing what the argument is. I'm not taking a position on all of this. And this was one of their justifications for going so aggressively against these people who were whistleblowers and leaking documents. Here in Canada, that's just not the same situation. Who have you put at risk here? I mean, nothing. They are not arguably harming national security. They're not divulging the location of secret bases or what have you that can be used as the same really strong defense for why we've got to just throw everything at these leakers to set this precedent. I mean, what is the precedent that's being set? Sure, you don't want CSIS employees just willy-nilly dropping documents all over the place. But I think that the justification for this, I, I, I think Canadians appreciate it way more. I think Canadians would find this less of a controversial question than, than the leaking issues in the United States where people have divided opinions on it. Here, they're just kind of like, wow, thanks for getting this information out there. Public health officials are no longer advising most adults get COVID booster doses. In a statement released on Friday, the National Advisory Committee on Immunization recommended spring booster shots exclusively to at-risk groups, especially those over the age of 80 and those who are immunocompromised. Dr. Teresa Tam, Canada's Chief Public Health Officer, wrote, NACI is currently not recommending an additional bivalent booster for the general population. So that recommendation excluded Canadians under the age of 65, so long as the person did not have complex medical needs or live in a long-term care home. The public health statement added that, quote, age is a very important risk factor for severe disease. The risk of hospitalization and intensive care increases with age. Lindsay, in one regard, this should not surprise us because very few people are even talking about COVID anymore, talking about getting shots, booster doses, what have you. On the other side, there are still positions that uh, some governments have. I know when I enter my local library, there's a sign that says masks are not mandatory, but are strongly recommended. And you're like, wow, they've still got that sign up. Okay. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're still saying we strongly recommend you get your booster, everybody. But now they are not. So they're they're stepping away from that position. I guess it had to end at some time. Um, I, I think the uptake probably would have been abysmal this time around. I don't even know what booster people are on now. I know some people who have four. I'm not sure if some people have more than that. No, it's, it's a good question. I don't really know the numbers either. And of course, there were the conversations that Canadians would have, family, friends, loved ones. Do you have the first, the second, the third, the fourth? And oh, I'm not talking to that person because they've only got their first or they don't have their third and all of that sort of drama. And that's all completely gone away now in terms of people just not inquiring as to each other's vaccination status. And we, we've clearly hit that drop-off point, whatever we're at. We're probably at, I don't know, for some people, dose seven, I imagine. I mean, I would think it's probably for the best that now our vaccination status goes back to being a private matter and people won't be in each other's business about asking how many doses are you on or do you have this vaccine, this vaccine? Uh, maybe, you know, our health matters can become somewhat private again. That's it for today. And don't forget to check in at www.tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know. And if you're able, please consider supporting independent media at donate.tnc.news. Thanks for listening and have a great day.